The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. While the Mexicans inside T-Mobile Arena have been waiting to pop off and sell Hoover gave them a reason. I, I'm a, a crown fighter, you know, I'm here to fight for, for the people. Daniel Golden Boy, Well, comebacks don't come much better than that. This is a whole new version of me. I'm not going to say that I'm back because I'm different now. I'm just different than what I was last year. My mind's different. My body's different. And I'm going all the way. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made for Adam. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, I was away last week. I'm back from Toronto. I'm sure I was not missed. Matt had his real friend, um, you and Dean Thomas, but I'm back and you're stuck with me. Wait, you were back? You were gone two days? No, just Wednesday. We missed you. Uh, How was your trip? Where'd you go? Toronto. It was great. I just did one show in Toronto and then flew home. And I'm happy to be back on this program, although I do... I, having trained a jujitsu today and um, was doing a lot of turtle and I'm doing better with the, uh, the triangles, but I still have to figure out what leg goes where with right leg, right arm. But I would like uh, Matt, if you're ever in the city, we can, I can switch my jujitsu day. So we're not doing it on a, on a, on a podcast day. I should have let you know, I should have let you know. I should have let you know. <laughs> yeah. I got to learn how to speak. Uh, Jimmy. Yes, I should have gave you a heads up, but I kind of like just wing things. So I told you I taught at uh, Master Luca Italia School on the Upper West Side, Hensel Gracie Upper West Side. What day? It was. It was. When did I do that shoot in the city? It sounds like a papa. When did I shoot that? When did I shoot that thing in the city? I don't know. Oh, I guess I didn't tell you. Thanks. (laughs) Excuse, excuse me, buddy. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, um, I did a thing. Oh, yeah, I didn't tell you. You were away. I shot something for HSS and, you know, the hospital special services. Okay. Or is it special surgeries? What is it? I, I want to say serve as, uh, surgeries. That's the, okay. That sounds the hospital for special surgeries. But then again, it might be services. Who knows? I, I don't know. I, it's think, I think it's surgeries. But it's okay. HSS. They partnered up with the UFC. So I shot something for them. 
And uh, I don't know when it's coming out for it's. I believe it's either coming out. I think it's coming out for definitely it's coming out for Fight Pass. But okay. anyway, it's a nice piece about. I talked to the doctor that put in my new knee, and then I talked to another doctor. I've, 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 I've. You see me in a pool with weights, and I'm punching. They got things hooked up to me, and I'm becoming a an avatar, and I'm moving around doing squats. It's pretty cool. So I don't oh. know. Yeah, I do like a tour of the place. But when I was in the city. I got done. It was an all day thing. They picked me up at like five forty-five in the morning because yeah. I, you know, and it still takes an hour and a half to get there in rush hour. Sure, know? but uh, I was done at five o'clock, Jimmy. So you know, if you leave the city at five o'clock, you're screwed. You're dead. You're, Forget you're it. Dead. You're dead. So I go look. Take me to the west side, and uh, and let me visit my friend Luca. And I like my buddy Luca Italia. I know the guy since like for almost thirty years now. I know him right. And he was always good to me when I was in Brazil, when I was like, it's just a purple belt, nobody, and nobody knew me. Oh, yeah. You were talking about him, I, I think, last Monday. Yes, yes. I, yes. I, you know, he, I like him a lot. So, yeah, maybe I did tell you this story already. If I did, I, I apologize. No, you might not have taught yet, though. Or did you go out to dinner with Henzo after? Yeah, I did go out with Henzo after. Hey, guys, I sometimes I repeat shit. But That's how okay. you, you liked your trip. I was here, though. I was very hurt. That I didn't you know, hey, Jim, let's meet up. I mean, that was the point of that whole thing, because yeah, I should have told you that I was in the city. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the point of the story that you're training now. And I forget that you're a jujitsu man now. Well, maybe because I didn't talk to you Wednesday. I thought maybe you were still out of town or something. No, you're probably right. I, I was uh, and I'm certainly not a jujitsu man yet. I, I'm just literally learning. The hardest part is not being exhausted. And, and Mike just makes me keep moving. He's like, keep moving, keep moving. Even if it's slow, he goes, just do it beat by beat. But you have to move because in a fight, you're going to have to move. And he was right. So he's getting my cardio up a little bit. But I'm really a fat old man. So Are you taking group classes, Jimmy? I very rarely, if ever, do them only because the timing doesn't work out because I have to be home for this. Um, I have to be home here by uh, – I, I wouldn't make the podcast. Oh, i like to see that on the next in the card coming up. Um, with Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green. Yes. Why does that say light heavyweight? Uh, for who? <laughs> for Maybe it's a catch weight. Grant Dawson, Bobby Green? I'm kidding. It's not a, that's just, it must be a misprint. Oh, obviously. Anyway, I like to see that Alex Marino's back. I that, do too. Oh, yeah. shit, He's playing Joaquin really? Buckley, right? Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's a great fight. All right, yes. sorry. You're right, light heavyweight. It's a light heavyweight fight. Yeah, Bobby must have put some on. Should be lightweight. Okay, Jake. That's going to be fun, though. Yes. Uh, yeah, that Morono-Buckley uh, fight is a great fight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Can I just tell you really quick, because we're going to have a lot of MMA fun, you yeah. know? And I, I kind of spoke about this when you weren't there, but there's that new Ahsoka series, right? Uh, don't give me the thumbs up. I know we have someone in the waiting room. Okay, no, I won't. I won't. Uh, can I just tell you, as <laughs> we're gonna, I want to keep everybody waiting, and I'll tell you why I have a problem with it. Okay, okay, I'll tell you why I keep everybody waiting. But remind me, please remind me not to forget. Yeah, yeah, I'll remind you. I do like a lot of it, but all right. Daniel Zellhuber's in the uh, waiting room, I think. Let's get him in. Hey, all right. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. Thanks, I really You're fine. in a photo booth place or something, right? Look at that background. Yeah, it's great curtains. <laughs> oh, it's curtains. Where are you right now? In how are you feeling, brother? Yeah, it's, 
It's in Mexico. It's my house. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Wow, nice. nice to meet you, actually. It's an honor, man. Thanks. Oh, man, Thanks very nice. Very nice to meet you. Let me tell you, you are one entertaining fighter. That last fight was that was yeah. fun. That was fun for everybody. Thank you, Matt. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Now, at I, tw- I'm sorry. I was going to no, say, no. Jimmy, at 20, at tw- you're, I'm sorry, 24? 24, yeah. At 24, man, your fight IQ seems very high. When did you get started with the martial arts? At 12 years old. I started training Muay Thai, actually. Uh, but then, kind of like, I started getting involved in Jiu-Jitsu. And, you know, in Mexico, we don't have wrestling or something like that. So... I just, like, the first six years, I just do jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. And then when I move up to, to USA, when I get my contendership fight, you know, I start evolving more wrestling and, you know, like, MMA in general. But, yeah, 12. <laughs> At 12 years old, who got you involved with it? Was it your parents or just, you just, how'd yeah. you get interested in it? I get interested, interested, and then you know, like uh, when I was like in primary, elementary school, primary. When I get like ten years old, I used to get bullied a lot. So I was at that point where my parents didn't want me to, you know, just go out to school and get a beat. And then they put me to train boxing, actually, but I didn't like boxing too much. And then I found this Muay Thai gym with my coach. That he's actually still my coach. I've been working with him for thirteen years. And um, yeah. Why didn't you like just boxing? And what was it about Muay Thai that you liked so much? When you were boxing, did you feel like I would rather cover this range by kicking? Like, did you not like having to get as close? Or what was it about uh, boxing that you didn't like? I don't know. At that point, I was like 12 years, no, 10 years old when I started boxing. And I didn't like it. Like, I just do boxing like one year. But I don't, I, I don't know. I just get bored at that age. And then when I found Muay Thai with my coach, kind of like there's, there's more kids in the class. There was more, more kids in the class. And the classes were more like dynamic and we do uh, different stuff than in boxing. You don't do too much. So I don't know. I just fall in love with the sport. And then eventually I start fighting one, two, three, four. And, you know, I just keep going with these Amy fights. And then when I have 17 years old, my coach asked me to make my professional debut and we did it. <laughs> so when you were getting bullied, was it, were you a small kid or were, like, were you new in the neighborhood or, or was there any reason they were picking on you? No, I was small. I was very small. Look, actually, I have a picture here. I want to see. That was me. Ah, look at that kid. Uh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I tend to get bullied a lot when I was in, in primary school because I was skinny and I was small. So, actually, I think that the sport helped me to grow a little bit because when I started getting, doing sport, like, constantly, I started growing up a little bit. So, that helps, too. <laughs> now... When you started training, did anybody ever try to bully you when you developed some skills? <laughs> yeah, just one time, and I remember that it was funny. I remember that I was getting into new school, actually, because my parents changed me to a new school. And right into that school, everybody was nice to me, but I ran into this guy that was fucking making jokes all day. And, you know, like, that's how bullying started. Like, they start kind of like... Testing you. And see if you do something. And at that point, I remember I come home and my father says, like, you need to smack this guy in the face. Or if you don't do anything, this guy's going to keep just keep going. And eventually it's going to be again, everybody. And, <laughs> and I remember we were in the classroom 
<laughs> and he starts saying things to me, and I throw a head kick to him in the classroom, you know? So I I kick him in the head, and he goes to the ground, and then I get suspended in school, and it was a mess. But, you know, it was funny because I, I guess that was the happiest time that I saw my father walking into the school, like, all right, you know, what, what's the problem? You know, for, for him, was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck if I need to sign something, like, he just defend himself. So that's a funny story. <laughs> did that kid, uh, did that, because when the new kid kicks somebody's ass, everybody notices the new kid kicks somebody's ass. So that's your reputation is now that nobody can fuck with you because you've established a reputation immediately. Exactly. And that was funny because then everybody realized that, you know, like I'm not a guy that is searching for problems. Actually, I'm a pretty nice person. So, you know, it was funny, especially at that age. Yeah. <laughs> Did he ever bother you again? No, no. Actually, <laughs> I stayed in that school for for five years, and we ended up being friends. So it was funny. Actually, it's funny because I still talk with him, and he's like, "Fuck, I can't believe that now we are in the UFC." And <laughs> that's hysterical. You know what? No, it's crazy to me. Is I remember <clears throat> back when, like, literally over twenty years ago, I was talking to the matchmaker Joe Silva, and he goes, "Matt." You're fighting at welterweight, 170, and you're 5'6". He goes, you just weighed in your last fight at like 164. You should go to lightweight. There's guys like six foot and six foot one now getting to 170. So you better go to 155. So I go, shit, man, you're right. So now I'm looking at you, Daniel, at 155 at, at what are you, 6'1"? It's too. crazy. It's the evolution of the body. How you like? It's like they get bigger. People like they make the. This is this wasn't happening back in the day. There wasn't guys six one walking around at one fifty five. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying it's wild to me. <laughs> no, I know, and actually, I think that it's because I'm young. Because you know, I've been planning to move off to welterweight, but maybe in three, two, or five years. You know, because. Uh, I don't cut too much weight. Well, it's it's not that hard to mix. Actually, I, I train a lot in the day. During the day, I train like three, four times, sometimes even five when I'm far from the fight. So I burn a lot of calories. And Because, you know, like right now, maybe I'm in 205, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> right now, you might be 205? Yeah, but I start I going down with diet, and I don't even diet that hard. Like for the fights, I just do like a strict diet three weeks. Yeah. And I'm I'm good. But you think that eventually in a few years, do you think that's because you're going to be putting on more muscle and it's going to be harder to cut? Or do you think that you're just not going to want to cut? No, I think that it's because I'm going to be putting more in muscle, you know, and it's going to be harder to cut. Because right now, actually, when I'm doing SNC, the coaches there in the PI, they, they never put, like, at the beginning of the fight camp, we do work with, with heavyweights, you know, like we do... Uh, chest press, uh, sit-ups, stuff like that with a lot of weight in to build some muscle mass. But then when the fight camp starts like getting close to the fight, we stop doing like powerlifting because I tend to to create uh, body mass in easy, you know? So it's funny how like my dieting, actually I think that that's why it's not hard for me cutting weight because, you know, when I start my, my diets, it have a lot of carbs on it. But slow protein. So when you see my my dishes, it's like a lot of rice and like this portion of steak. So I never I'm never passing hungry during my dieting. But you know it's just funny because I'm I'm dropping a lot of muscle. 
And and also you you're uh, you're fourteen and one. Your record is so good. And I think you lost your first UFC fight, right? And there's a lot of great fighters that lost their first UFC fight. Uh, but I was very impressed that you came back against Lando Venata, who's a very tough fighter and a very difficult guy to figure out. He moves weird. He's not a typical easy guy to figure out. And you won a decision against him. When you lost that first fight, did it do anything to your confidence? You had just gotten to the UFC. It was a decision. It was a good fight. But did, did you feel like, did it shake your confidence at all, that first loss? No, that, that looks... Uh it changed my life you know i mean when you get to the ufc undefeated uh, you won contender series against another undefeated guy yeah. i was like truly confident and, and that misunderstood I, I i'm never a cocky fighter you know i'm always kind of like trying to find that that uh, confidence in myself and i think that that's important for a fight but i don't know i, I mean when i get to my to my first ufc fight i moved to vegas to start in fight camp there i feel that there was things that I could possibly do way well, not good. I should do it better, but I didn't because I didn't have the experience. You know, I passed from fighting in regional leagues to all, all the lights in the UFC and the interviews and you know, meeting yeah. all these legends. Like, like actually, like today I'm meeting Matt Sarah. You know, that's funny because now I'm kind of like calm and but imagine getting my first UFC fight after a, a long career here in Mexico and in other leagues. I, I don't know. I feel that. That kind of like plays against me in that fight, but I learned a lot. And actually, even today, I am still learning from that defeat because I realized that doesn't matter how how far from the fight you are. If you feel that you need to change something, you you do it right in in that moment. You know, like you don't say, "Oh, next fight camp." No, no, because no, that was one of the problems that I had. You know, I was saying like, "Oh, next next fight camp, I will," and now I'm not doing that. Now I'm getting like. Uh, with my boxing coach, with my kickboxing coach, with Coach Dewey and Coach Capetillo, I'm working with Coach Eric. Like, I started building up a team there in Vegas, and that's helping me a lot with, with these fights. What was something that you changed right after that loss? Was, was there something you saw that you felt, I, I should change this? Something you can remember that you said, I'll, I'll do it next camp, and now you look back and you're like, yeah, I should have done it that. Is there something in particular? Yeah, no, I started working with Coach Capetillo in that because, uh, you know, when I get my first fight and I lost, I felt that I wasn't working too much with my boxing and with my hands. But at that at that time, I was like, yeah, next fight come, I will talk with Coach Jorge and, you know, we figure something out. And then I lost the fight. And then I was like, damn, I should talk with Coach Cap like right immediately when I when I when I see that I have that need, not after I got my first loss, you know, so. When I get to, to Vegas again in January to start my fight camp to, to fight Lando, right away I start working with Coach Jorge. And then because of him, I realized that if I want to be a champion, I need to invest even more in my fight camps. Because I feel that that's something that nobody says to you at the beginning. Like, you need to invest like a champion if you want to be a champion. So I start working also with Coach Dewey and with Coach Eric. And, you know, like I, I build a good team there. And then for this fight camp, I started working with Coach Chase Pami from that he's my wrestling coach, and with Coach Hector Vasquez from Jiu Jitsu. So kind of like I started building a a team, you know, and that's hard to do, but I feel that I'm doing it pretty good. <laughs> you need that. You need a, a strong team behind you. Um, let me ask you, uh, unrelated to MMA, what do you like to do? Now, a young kid like you, it, there's gotta be a lot of temptations of going out to party, this or that. What do you like to do? Like, how do you how do you stay on on course and stay on on the the, the right course without uh 
without with all the distractions, especially li- you're living in Vegas now or no? No. Well, oh. actually, that, no. And that's the answer because, you know, everybody's always asking to me, like, why when I'm in Vegas, I don't go out or I don't do anything else. It's because, you know, the way that I see it, I'm not leaving my family just to go out there and party, you know. Uh, I leave everything here in Mexico when I go to Vegas. And it's kind of like sad because, you know, uh, growing up with my parents, with my brother, with my girlfriend, I, my girlfriend lives in Mexico. And when I go to Vegas, I go for three, four months straight and I don't see nobody in, in that period of time. So for me, when I'm in fight camp, I'm kind of like really in fight camp. And when Saturday comes or even Friday and people start going out, you know, it's just that I feel that it would be a disrespect to my family and, and to what I want to accomplish in sport. If I just start going out and, you know, it's not like I even have too many wins in the UFC, you know, like two fights away. I was about to get caught because I lost my 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 debut. And I was like, oh, shit, like if I don't start winning, I'm going to get caught. And this is it, you know, it's the end of the dream. So for me, it's kind of like just nice. keep focused and, yeah, do what I'm supposed to do. You think like, if you're going to go out to Vegas shows and all that stuff, you'd rather have your girlfriend with you or, or you know, if you're going to leave her, you don't want to go out and party while she's sitting there in Mexico waiting for you. Exactly. And it's hard for her also, you know, because at 20, 20, 22 years old, she has 22. It's not like it's common your boyfriend go out uh, to another city and start training for a fight. And, you know, especially for her, she was after after our relationship, she was not related with any sport. So it's kind of hard trying to explain to a girl that you are going to leave her for four months, but you're not going to do anything. So. You mind if I break that thrust and I start doing stupid shit down there? You know, it's it's not something that I plan to do. <laughs> Does she visit you in Vegas? Is she able to visit Vegas? No, not yet. And that's also one of the things that keep me driving, you know, because at some point I was like, not mad, but like really, really pushing myself because I know that I need to take advantage of all the opportunities, you know, because... For me to go and train in extreme culture, I need to leave my family and everything. And there's some guys in there that lives there. And sometimes they're like, oh, I feel sore today. I'm not going to go. And something that I have like as a rule in Vegas is not skip any single train. Because, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm sore. doesn't matter. Like, I don't skip any train. Because for me, it's like, that's my job. Like, I know that sounds simple, but, you know, it's my job. So if I start saying like, oh, I don't want to train today or... I feel that if I start giving that small, uh, uh, you know, like that small cheats to myself, it, it's not going to end good. So, right. Yeah. Nah, that's a, man, that's a good head on his shoulders, Jimmy, for a young Good kid. attitude. Yeah, because if you're going to miss training, make sure it's for like a, a legit reason, like when you're really hurt or when you're really, when you can't function. You don't want to, you don't want to allow yourself, like for other things, I'm the same way. Like I don't allow myself the out because I, I know I'll want to take it time and time. It gets easier and easier to take it every time. Exactly. You know, uh, Kobe Bryant says something about that. And I like that a lot because if you don't stick to the game plan, because for me, look, like this is what, what I do in my fight camps. The first week that I arrive to Vegas, I start planning everything. I put everything in a calendar and I just start doing that week after week after week. And, you know, Kobe Bryant says that at the beginning of every season, he does he does this same thing, and then he just keep doing that, and he doesn't negotiate with himself, and that's something that I that I really uh, stood, you know, because if you start negotiating with yourself, like oh, if I don't run today, there's no problem, I can run tomorrow, and then you start giving you even more 
more space to negotiate with yourself and you end up doing anything. So for me, it's kind of like, if I say that I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do it. And even if, you know, for this fight, I, I broke my foot like three weeks, four weeks before the fight. And that didn't stop me. I keep going to trains. I run 12 miles with my boxing coach. The, the, the last, uh, the last, uh, like, uh, the last, the last block of that, that part of the training camp when we do long runs, I, I run with a broke foot and my, my coach even says to me, like, you don't need to run. But, you know, like for me, it was like, it's not about even the running. It's about the mental part of that. Like, I don't know. I feel that that's been helping me a lot too. So shit, you're doing something right, buddy. Yeah. And, and you're, you're fun as heck to watch. You know, we, like I said earlier, so I can't wait to see what's next for you. Yeah, yeah. well, da- look, if we have our next guest is in the waiting room, Daniel. But look, thank you for coming on with us. You're really uh, you get messy, an exciting young fighter. And uh, hopefully you'll, you'll hook up with Chase Hooper. That'll be a great, uh, great fight to watch. I would love to see that next. But whatever's next for you, come back on beforehand and uh, we'll talk about it before you, come, before you fight. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. Okay, anytime, know. man. Good talking take to you. Yeah, Daniel. Nice to meet you, bro. All right, take thanks, it easy. Man. Have a nice day. Thanks. Yeah, brother. Bye, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I mean, I don't like that. You know, when it, they they find this lost Jedi, this this uh, Eskra Bridges Bridger, and you know they're surrounded him and this other girl who's a Mandalorian. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, yes, he's sir. got. They make him a hippie. They make they have something against making a dude a badass nowadays. They they make the girls kick everybody's ass, which is fine. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, Toxic masculinity. Uh, I mean, they do. He goes, no, no, no. That's okay. It was a gift to you. She goes, I got my blasters. That's the guns. You use it. He goes, no, I have the force. That's all I need. Uh, Dude. What a tool. Use the fucking weapon of a Jedi. Use the blaster, you idiot. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. You had gas today. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, well, yeah, bring in Tom. Yeah, I was, that's what we, we wrapped Tom up with. Uh, I'm definitely ready for Tom. We don't want to make Tom wait. We wrapped up with uh, Daniel so we could bring in... Uh, Tom Aspinall, who is just, how can anybody not enjoy watching Tom Aspinall fight? I enjoy watching him fight, Jimmy. I mean, literally, if, if Tom Aspinall is fighting, you just got to set aside 10 minutes. You're like, all right, let me just, let me just sit down for maybe maybe eight minutes, um, including the intros. We'll be out of here. I'm sorry if I cut you off, Jimmy. That's okay, but he's gone to the second round three times. 
never get to the third round. No, but again, that's you never do until you do. And, and there was someone recently who had that happen, but they wound up doing fine and they went the distance. Um, and that's where that Curtis Blades fight would have been so interesting. Didn't he hurt his leg? He got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, he, he was injured. Um, but the top of the heavyweight division is so good. Ah, there he is. There he is. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm doing well. Thank you. We were just talking about how, like, I, I know you'd love to run that Blades fight back because it was just it was the way it ended. Everybody was, I'm sure you hated it too. But that would be such an interesting matchup to see how Curtis would have handled you. I was so interested to see because you're so deadly and you get rid of guys so fast. How, what, would his, what do you think his strategy was dealing with you that night? Um, he's probably going to try and take me to uncharted waters, I would imagine. He's probably going to try and take me late on try and hold me down a little bit same as every opponent does you know because i've not i've not done five rounds yet in my career and uh, it's still you know a question that a lot of people don't know the answer to so yeah they're probably going to try i would imagine he's probably going to try and hold me down and you know get out the way of a few big shots on the feet try and hold me down a little bit and squash me and test my cardio later in the fight i would imagine but who knows hey tom is a part of you first of all what's up buddy good to see you hello good to see you too thank you uh is a part? Is, a, is there a part of you that kind of wants to go to distance to kind of show everybody? Look, I, you know, I mean, listen. First of all, it's kind of a stupid question because when you're finishing people, that's a that's the problem you want to have. But is there a part of you that kind of wants to show everybody? Hey, look, that's five rounds. I could do some push-ups like Clay Guida after. Look at me. So, because I'm sure, and we spoke about this before. I we know I I'm sure you know the answer to this. Your coaches do. I'm sure you've done five rounds in the gym before. So it's not like anything's different in there unless you make it different. So you know the answer to it. Don't you do you kind of want to show everybody you could do five rounds? I, I do and I, I do and I don't. Yeah, I yeah. don't want I, I don't want to fight someone for 25 minutes if I don't need to. Do you know what I mean? I don't and, if I can, if I can knock everybody out in the first minute, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. You know what I mean? If I can do that, not get hit and get a bonus, that is the ideal situation that I can be in. Um, to be honest, at, the, at this point in my career now, I feel like I've had enough fights and I'm, I'm, I've done a few main events and stuff, and I'm not really too bothered about what people think as much anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, ah, whatever. Every, the people are always going to say something one way or another anyway, so. Uh, if I mate, if I can get in and out of the fight in one minute without getting hit, I'm going to do that every single time. I think the heavyweight division is so exciting right now. Uh, you know, John Jones obviously coming in and and, and beating. Uh, he, I think Tom disappeared for a second. <laughs> he don't like your question. He, either he just clicked off. I'm get sick of my dumb face. It's like who is this fucking little turtle? <laughs> <laughs> You're like you know, it's very exciting. He's out. He's like, yeah, oh, all right, hey, there he is. I'm, I'm going to guess he got a phone call. That's what I'm going to guess. All right, you, we got you, right, Tom? Sorry, guys. Yeah, someone called me, and I, I, I ended up cutting you off instead of cutting them off. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. I was just saying how exciting uh, the, the heavyweight division is. Uh, you know, you got Pavlovich yourself, uh, Stipe, Gon, and, and Jones, like the top five, including the champion. What do you think is going to happen with Jones and, um, and Stipe, and, and where do you see your path to a title shot? Uh, how, how do you see that going? Do you think you have to have one more fight? Do you think Pavlovich gets them next? What do you think? Oh, that's the big question. That's the big question. And we're in a little bit of a strange situation with the with the heavyweight division right now. Usually it's like, who's going to win the fight? And in this situation, it's both who's going to win the fight and who's going to retire. Are they both going to retire? 
Is one person going to retire? Is no one going to retire? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, my path to the heavyweight division, uh, sorry, to the, uh, to the heavyweight title is, I don't know. I don't know. I'm willing to, I'm not one of them guys, you know, who wants to sit out and wait my turn. Like, that's not really my scene. I'm not, I'm not looking past anybody. If I'm healthy, I'm ready to go. Like, I'll fight anybody. I'm, I'm willing to do whatever I can and whatever it takes to, to prove to everybody and myself that um, I deserve what it, what it takes to be the, the heavyweight champion. I think, you know, I, I really know that I can do it. What, whoever I fight next. Uh, I think it's going to be Pavlovich who I fight next, though. If you if you ask me, I think I'm sorry. I, you think who? I think Pavlovich. Is oh yeah, it's a, yeah. What I mean, there's nobody in the world that doesn't want to see that fight. I mean, especially if you said if both guys retire and all of a sudden you have a, a vacated belt. Uh, I mean, if that's the the interim or if if that's the title shot they put uh, you against Sergey would be a, a pretty amazing uh, fight. But I guess you have to see what happens, and if either one of those guys does step aside. Definitely. That, that is the ideal situation for me, is me and Pavlovich. I think it's the most exciting fight in the heavyweight division right now. I believe that right now I have the shortest fight average time in the UFC, and he has the second shortest fight average time in the UFC, which is wild. Like, stick, stick us two in a cage together and see what happens. It's going to be absolutely insane. And when you look at guys like Jones or, or, or Stipe, th- those are guys who have been around for so long uh, they, they seem to have ways of like neutralizing the, like they, they seem to know how to drag somebody into deep waters. Like you were saying before, like, you know, I mean, Jones didn't need to against Cyril gone, but when you fight a guy like that, do you approach someone like a steep or a Jones differently, just knowing what their fight IQ is and, and, and how many times they've been through this before? Yeah, that's what, when I thought, um, I fought two real veterans in the sport, one being Arlovsky yes. and the other one being Volkov. They're both like 50 fight veterans, 50 plus fights, the pair of them. And yeah, you've got, you've got to be careful as to your pace, like your output, because like you say, they can weather the storm really well. They've had 50 plus professional fights, absolutely wild. So, uh, But to be honest, usually when I'm doing that, that's when I get quick finishes. Every time that I'm not forcing the finish, that's when the finishes come. So every fight that I have, especially recently, because I'm fighting main events, I've done four main events now. Um, I'm aware that we can fight for 25 minutes and I'm kind of pacing myself, but that's when the finishes seem to come. It's really, it's a really strange, uh, really strange thing that happens is when I'm, I'm not looking for the finish. That's when the finish comes. Right. So you're aware that they're, you know what they're going to try to do. So you're not going to burn yourself out, but you're also not going to not throw punches when they're, they're, they're there for you to throw. It's kind of silly not to. Uh, it's hard. It's impossible not to because we like me. Me personally, I've been doing this sport since I was like a child, so yeah. it's just like second nature. It's like as soon as I see an opening, I'm I'm throwing. And you you followed your father's footsteps. I was reading that that you in, in, into the martial arts. Your father does Brazilian jiu jitsu as well, correct? Yeah, he's predominantly a jiu jitsu guy. He's one of the first. Um, yes, he's a, he's a UK UK BJJ pioneer. He's one of the first uh, UK black belts. Yeah. Now, I'm, I, the next question is, does he have a knee replacement or am I way off? He's got a double knee replacement. Not that I'm happy about that, but I got a knee replacement. And I forgot, I might have been Michael Bisping. If somebody was telling me, look, Tom, Tom Aspinall's dad has, I, I didn't know he had a double, but he trains jiu-jitsu. How many, are you tell me, does he train often? He's on the mats a lot? And... He's on the mats every day. Every day That's he is now, yeah. That makes me so happy. He's probably, well, first of all, he's probably my age. How old, how old are you that around? No, he's 60. Oh, all right, man. I'm going to be 50 next year. But I got one knee replacement, and I'm feeling good on the mats. I'm so shocked. 
So that makes me really happy that your dad's on the mat. And I heard about that going in. So that's why I wanted to just confirm it going into my surgery. And that gave me some hope, you know, so. That's yeah, changed, to be honest, it's changed his life completely having these knee replacements because before he had the knee replacements, he'd had over 20 surgeries on altogether on his knees, ridiculous amount of surgeries on his knees. And he couldn't, he could hardly walk. Like he wouldn't travel because he couldn't do airports. He wouldn't be able to walk too far in the airports and all that kind of stuff. And now, now he's got the two legs. He's walking all over the place. He's loving it. He's uh, yeah, he's got a new lease of life. He's rolling every day. He's he's feeling great. I man, I I could I could uh, relate. I just went to two street fairs with my family yesterday in my near my my house, and I, I would never be. I told my wife, I go, I'd never be able to walk this like with my old knee. It's a, it's a simple pleasure. And as a young athletic strapping dude, you you might not relate right now, but holy shit, until you don't know what you got, you know what I mean? Like until you can't walk, Jimmy. I'm not an old man, but you no, know, young and spy. All right, but I feel good now, so I'm happy about your dad with his knees. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's feeling he's feeling great. The guy's like a bionic man. He's got a he had a heart attack as well. He had a quadruple bypass in his heart. He had a, he's got his neck fused. He's Jeez. got all he's got all kinds of surgeries going on. The guy, yeah, he's he's an absolute machine. But he's still rolling every day. Like he's still this morning. This morning we got like six, seven heavyweights in the gym rolling. My dad jumps on for a couple of rolls with the heavyweights. He loves it. Absolutely loves it. Did all those injuries come from uh, from from jujitsu, like all the knees and the neck and everything? No, he was a rugby player first. He used to play rugby first. There you go. Uh, yeah, he's he's done it all. The guy, he, the guy's a lifelong martial artist, so he's a boxer as well. He's had a few boxing fights. He's preferred, played rugby to a high level. He's done jujitsu and wrestling for years. So yeah, the guy, the guy's a lifelong athlete. He's got a lot of injuries. I don't understand these kids. I don't know how it is in like the UK. But I guess rugby is like kind of the equivalent of our of our football. But all these, like most of them, I don't know how it is over there, but like most of the people around here, these kids aren't going to grow up to any be any like pro football players. So why are you having these kids just sitting there getting their knees blown out? They're getting concussions. And it's all, at least with the martial arts, they're becoming like a human weapon. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I don't like football. Anyway, Tom. No. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, my interviewing <laughs> skills aren't the best. I just got. Well, I mean, look, Tom probably relates. He probably. Do you watch anything besides MMA? Like, what do you do to get away from MMA, sports-wise? Do you watch anything, or does none of it really interest you? <laughs> no, honestly, I'm not. I'm not interested. I struggle to even watch boxing. You know, like, I love boxing, but these days, I don't know about in America, to be honest. But in the UK, boxing's like it's big. It's big over here, and but the matchmaking in boxing is absolutely terrible. You get one guy that's like. 10 and 0 and he's fighting a guy that's 2 and 2 and 15. It's like you might as well watch this guy hit the bag. It's ridiculous. I don't know. I hate the way that boxing's going and also 12 rounds it's too long. It's way too long. There's so much more to to a fight than punching each other. It just it, it annoys me to be honest. And uh yeah, I'm not really I'm not really too interested in other sports to be honest. I don't know why. It's just not really my thing. I've stopped watching boxing too. And I think it's mostly because I watch so much UFC and, and the matchmaking in UFC. It, it, it's like, you're talking about you against Pavlovich. I mean, that fight will probably happen. Barring some catastrophe, that fight will happen. The UFC kind of gives you the fights that you want to see as a fan. And I think a lot of this probably because one promotion, whereas boxing, there's so many different promoters kind of butting heads uh, over things. But yeah, I think the matchmaking in boxing and the refing in boxing has got, I'm sorry, the, the judging in boxing has gotten so bad that I just can't enjoy it anymore. 
A hundred percent. I completely agree with you. Like, for example, I've had uh, seven UFC fights now. In my last fight, so the way it works with the walkouts, usually the highest ranked walks out second. So the lowest ranked walks out first, the highest ranked walks out second. And in my last fight, so my seventh UFC fight, was the only time that I've walked second. Every other time I've fought someone ranked higher than me. And it just shows that the matchmaking, it's way different than boxing. You don't, in, in boxing, especially in the UK, you get like a ticket seller against what we call a journeyman. And a journeyman's just like a guy who's there just to, to get beat, basically. And yeah. Who wants, to, who wants to see that? Like, I don't. I definitely, it's dangerous, man. I don't want to see that stuff. I want to see two guys trying to win. Yeah, you don't want to see somebody just improving on their record, beating someone that everyone expects them. Because that, as a fan, that's not exciting. Like, you know, again, every, watching you fight anyone in that, in that division is exciting. And you became a fan favorite very quickly, um, which I'm sure you felt, right? You, you kind of could sense that people took to you very, very fast. I don't know. I think I've, I've got a style where I finish fights. And that's just my style. And people enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? People don't like to see people jabbing and holding too much. And, you know, I can do all that stuff. But if I see the finish, I'm going to take it. I'm a natural finisher. And I can finish. I'm not one of them guys who just got one or two finishes. There's a million different submissions that I can get and finishes from all different spots that I've not even had a chance to show yet. So, yeah, I think, I think just my style speaks for itself kind of thing. And people enjoy it. I like to think so anyway. I'm not sure, but I think so. And let's be honest, Tom. Don't be so modest. 6'5", 260, with abs like me. No, look, kidding. Better Whoa. than me. You have nice I don't abs. know about abs. Now, look. I don't know about that. Hey, Tom, a lot of heavyweights, I could grab their fucking love handles and do a drop Sayanagi on it. <laughs> I can throw them with that belly fat. They got, like, they look like Tim Sylvia. Do you remember Tim Sylvia? Yeah, of course. The maniac. Oh, the maniac Tim Sylvia, yeah. He, people would say that it was he was famous for wearing his UFC belt out to bars, but they had it all wrong. He did that to cover his fat, his big fat <laughs> belly. I'm always fucking around. But listen, seriously though, Tom, a lot of guys are slobs, so you got that going for you as well, buddy. I'm trying. You got to look sexy. You got to try and look sexy at least. So I'm trying. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do that if I can. It seems like with, 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 you don't see heavyweights like that's why like like Francis stood out so much is just because he was so for that division almost you know sculpted like a, a middleweight to be that large you know a lot of guys a few extra pounds doesn't seem to hurt people at heavyweight guys like Derek Lewis I mean that 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 will have like not necessarily perfect muscle definition but could still punch a hole through a wall. Um, well, look, man, we love you, and we cannot wait to see you fight again, uh, whoever, whoever it is. I'm so happy you bounced back and that you're all healed up. Your knee's all good, right? You're good? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good, thank you. Yeah. Are you concerned? Oh, before, before we let you go, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Now, I, got a, I got a question for you. I got a question for you, actually. So you go first, then I'm going. Oh, shit. Okay. I'll go first because I got ADD. Now, listen, things are going great for you. Let's say you win a couple. Things are going great. Even better, you get the title now. Instead of now, you gotta defend the title, or all of a sudden now, Guy Ritchie gets a call and they're like, "Listen, we got this project for you." Boom, snatch two, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, are you gonna stay the course to be one of the greatest, or are you gonna go? Oh, I got a strike when the iron's hot, like people say, and you know, oh shit, what happened to Ronda? I don't know. 
where's your heads at with that when, when Hollywood comes knocking or some opportunities? You see what happened to other people. You're doing so great. Yeah, Look, do you say I've I've already won the title at this point, yeah? Yes. Yeah, in this in this world, yes, in this in this scenario. Oh the, well the, the head might be turned a little bit, but right now the goal is to win the title. Oh, okay. When I've won the when I've won the title, who knows who knows what's gonna go on. Maybe Guy I want to maybe maybe, maybe yeah, maybe the goalposts will change. Maybe after that I might want to be the best champion ever and I might try for that thing. Who knows? But my question is okay. I'll tell you my question. Very exciting. I'm co- coming to New York. I'm coming to New York. Can I can we sort out some training? Can we do some training together? Because oh, I would love dude, that. 100%. Uh let me know where you want where you're going to be. Again, I'm a little bit away from the city, you know, if you're going to be in the city, maybe I can meet you at Mr. Henzo's Academy and get you some training there. If you want to take the trip out to Long Island, visit myself or Ray Longo, you are welcome. You know, if I can get you some work, if you wanted to get some work, either standing or on the floor, whatever you need, I'll have bodies for you, Tom, you know, but again, my, I, you know, my, it'll be your house. If you ever want to visit for sure. Oh, thank you so much. That's amazing. Okay. We need to, uh, so I have some kind of contact then because I'm coming uh, in yo, November. Yeah, yeah. Jake, I'm coming in November. Jake, get Tom my number, Jake. The producer's got that going. All right, Tom, awesome. for sure, bro. Awesome. When are you coming to New York? November. I'm coming in November. I'm coming for the Jones Stipe fight. So I'm going to be there a week or two. So okay, I'm going great. to, uh, I'm, I work for, um, I work the desk for TNT Sport, which is like a UK um, broadcasting show. So like you guys have ESPN. We have what used to be BT Sport, and now it's uh, TNT Sport. So I'm working the desk over there. So I'll have some free time. I want to do a bit of training. That's How do you awesome. feel with that? You feel good with the desk work? Ah, easy money. Talking about fighting all day. It's it's easy. Yeah, I like it. That's good. It's great to have, too, because, guys, the best comment, I mean, you know, Dominic Cruz, uh, DC, it's a great way to, to stay around, like, long after you're done fighting. If you want to do that, that's such a great skill to have because it, it's it's harder than it looks. Like, so if you're already doing it, I, I think it's a difficult thing to do. So if you're able to do it comfortably, I mean, you could do that for as long as you want. Yeah, definitely. I'm not trying to do it all the time because, obviously, I'm busy training. But my number one priority is, like, fighting, obviously, and I don't sure. have time to be trapped. I don't have time to be traveling around and doing all this stuff. I want to stick in my routine and, you know, I'm at the gym right now. I just finished the session. I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to neglect my fighting and my routine to go and do this. But, you know, if I've got time and, and I've not got a fight booked, I'm, I'm willing to do it sometimes. Yeah. And get my foot in the door now. Awesome. Tom. Yeah. Can't wait to see you fight again, man. And, and uh, we'll see you when you're in New York and, and safe trip and all that. But uh, I cannot wait to see who you fight next and uh, whoever it is, it's going to be a great fight. Tell your dad, you your dad. Tell your dad he's an inspiration that he's rolling. I like that. Well, my dad's going to be coming with me, so you'll see him. You can tell him yourself. Oh, good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All okay, right, boys, Tom. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Tom. You Take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That's great, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we keep talking about me visiting you in the city. You know, I'm a fucking Uber right away. You know, you're right. I could actually well, It's just hard because of my the fact that I'm working every night and in the morning. It's only it's only a matter of getting out there with uh, uh, this the schedule because I'm doing I'm doing stand up at night. Yeah, but I will come out there. I definitely will. All right, Jimmy. Jimmy, you know what uh, I'm going to do? I'm going to have lunch. All right, enjoy. I think I'm going to do the same thing. I ate some pretzels and a few treats this week, Matt. <sighs> I was very bad. I ate treats. Thank you to uh, Daniel Zellhuber and of course. Uh, the great Tom Aspinall. Uh, dude, is there anything better than, than him against that fucking Pavlovich? Those two fucking oh, no, beasts. You wouldn't want to see him versus Cyril Gone? Love to see him against Cyril Gone. But I'm just saying, like, you know, for, for fan fiction, like just the, the, the magic fights that for some reason all seem to happen, I would love to see him against Sergei Pavlovich. But I, oh, again, against Cyril Gone? Sure. But I, I, I prefer him against Sergei. That's fan fiction. I like yeah. sometimes, sometimes I like science fiction. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the fun part about UFC is you make all these oh. crazy matchups, and you know what? Most of them fucking happen. Are you ignoring my little thing? Jimmy, I was in rare form today. I wasn't the best interviewer today. Ah, you were fine. You're always terrific. Hey, Jimmy, I like when I ask things that you just got to like. I don't mind. Take. Why do you got to give a double take? It makes me, it makes me, uh, it makes me a little self-conscious. I think you're misreading my double takes, to be very honest. They don't strike me as bad questions. You're just being oh. conversational. Oh, all right. In that case, you're thanks. chatting. You're Matt Sarah. They're happy to talk to you. You know, I could be a chatty Maddie. Jimmy, right. I have so much fun. What are you? What are you doing tonight? What are you? Are you? That's so, what. Well, Wednesday night, not tonight, but Wednesday night at seven p.m. Every Wednesday in October, I will be doing my one hour in the Fat the Black Pussy Cat, um, and it's been great. I've worked on the whole hour. I feel really, really good. It's getting there, getting there, getting there. So, I'd love you to come one time, Matt, when you're in the city. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do my annual. Uh, I did it last year. I'm doing it again with my family. My Jedi, Mondo, Armando's like, a great guy. He got me, he gets me hooked up at the Javits Center for uh, some uh, some Comic Con tickets. Oh, nice. Listen, so what I is got, that? It, it's it's going to be in, uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, not oh, this, good. Okay. Next, next week it is. So I'll be in the city. I'll let you know. Yeah, um, I'd love that. So, yeah. So, me, my family, Edwin, you know, my. my sure. My brother-in-law. So we had one extra ticket because my sister-in-law doesn't want to go, you know? So I'm like, all right, who would really appreciate or like like this type of thing? Because it's not right. Funny. Sure. So no, Jimmy, I'm not going to ask you. Don't get your hopes up. I don't want you to get your hopes up. No, no. I'm, ah. I'm sorry if I did get your hopes up. But no, I didn't think. I knew you, Jimmy, I know you don't like that. So listen. So I go, who would be? I go, I know who. So at the Academy, Sarah BJJ, uh, I go to my good buddy, young champion, amateur champion, Marcus. And Marcus loves anime and loves all that shit. Yeah. So I thought I brought him into the lounge. Like he looks like he's getting into the principal's office. I go, Marcus, I gotta talk to you. 
I go, you're fighting that Sunday. He's fighting that Sunday in Long Island. He's defending his belt. I go, is your weight good? This and that. I go, you know, I gave him that long story short. I go, we're going to Comic-Con. I have an extra ticket. He goes, now, Jimmy, it looked like, like, you ever tell a kid they're going to Disneyland? Yes, only when they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I I do it to myself? I I set myself up. Listen. (laughs) It looked, I should more I should say it like this. It looked like a kid that's still you told you tell him he's going to like, <laughs> fucking, you, listen. It looked like it, it so he got so happy. You gotta ruin my story. No, it's nice. You gotta you got you bring in this young fighter. It's awesome. So he's going with the family. Me, my wife, my kids, Edwin and Marcus are gonna attack, attack. Okay. We're gonna attend the Comic Con. And oh boy, last year a Star Wars Snuggie. Yeah, ah, you bought one. Let's end it. Jimmy, what a good time. Would you recommend that I roll with Edwin when he's in the city? Dude, yes. <laughs> Edwin, it'll be, Edwin is, um, yeah, he's probably like 300 pounds now. So I'm going to show you ways to try to slink to his back. Yeah, you know, big guys, it's hard to uh I'm not strong enough to really uh to roll them over when they're on top. Nah, this dude, you're gonna find you're gonna have ways where you're slinking to their back, you're wrapping around their neck. Yeah, I'm gonna work I, I can't wait to work with you, Jimmy. Keep working with Mike. I love Mike. Mike is and he has me rolling with this blue belt, this kid Martin, who's really, really good and he moves very, very fast. So I like that that I have to kind of keep up with him and follow him when he's rolling and try to, you know, try to get positions on somebody who's very, very fast. Hey man, it's so I'm just so happy that you're on the mats and you're on your jujitsu journey. Yeah. Jimmy, I will talk to you in a couple of days. I almost I, listen to me. I almost can't wait. Sweet yeah. daddy. Oh, yeah. you, you saw my name. I just saw your name. You really you throw me off with that. Jimmy, I miss you so much already. Me I will too, do, buddy. I, I can't wait. I will FaceTime you tomorrow. All right, I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.